Yo, what's happening, everybody? This is Jerome Thornton, man, checking in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. We're on episode four of the Quarantine Lean Edition. Man, we're going to start with what's this edition going to be about? To fuck it, let it burn, I guess. But, um... Man, I like to thank everybody for tuning in. As you can see, this is this is a really, really late uh podcast in the evening or in the middle of the night. It's about 1 12 a.m. And I couldn't help but to sit back and think, man, what am you know, am I gonna really speak about this? I have put some information out um that I really that I really felt uncomfortable putting into the atmosphere about about the last altercation with the police that ended up taking um, Mr. Floyd's life. And I was talking about, you know, black on black crime and how there's, you know, how can't, how we can't say different things. But when I actually came to my senses, and I noticed and I seen the pictures. I seen the frustration. It started to hit different. And as a result of that, um, I tend to change my mind. I am a full believer in black on black crime, even though some people say that it's not real. I, me, myself personally, I don't like African-Americans killing other African-Americans for, you know, at disproportionate levels. Right. I don't like that. Um, and I also don't like um, police officers, um, whether it's white or black, but specifically uh, white police officers, man, just using excessive force to. You know, to kill innocent black men, I mean, it is not called for um we it is it has happened far too long and i think that at this point in time we have to understand from a mental aspect right that we can no longer allow this and i think that this is the reason why that there are a lot of people that's looting um different places and doing these different things because they're lashing out because they feel powerless and the frustration has boiled over to just saying, fuck it. I'm just going to go against, I'm just going to go against the police. Um, me, myself, personally, I always have thought and always have believed that protesting does not lead to a positive outcome for African-Americans. Um, and, and, and I will stick to that. Right. And I think that, and even in this situation, um, with confronting police brutality, you know, that rioting, that the rioting is a form of protesting. It's just a more aggressive standpoint. Um, but even with that, people have lost their lives. Other African-American people have lost their lives um, 
Cops are being shot. I mean, these people are out here losing it. And the reason why I say that I'm not with the protesting thing is because it could rear a ugly, a very, very ugly head. Um, you know, when Donald Trump starts to say, um, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. You know, and basically that's code of him saying, you know what? If these people are out here looting, shoot their ass. Not encouraging the business owners to say, hey, look, at this point in time, what we're going to do as part of the stimulus package is for all uninsured businesses. At this point in time, we're going to create an actual hotline. If your business is not insured, you need to get your you need to get your business insured. So if the looters come in, therefore, you could file an actual insurance claim. Right now, we understand that there is a lot of um, people that's out here with a lot of emotion. And this is the way that they're acting out. We don't support their actions, but at this point in time, we do. We definitely do want to make and understand that your business is safe. So that way you won't have to put you and your family in harm's way. You understand what I'm saying? You know, we have these people that are out here, they're burning shit down. Right. They're breaking in Gucci. They're breaking in jewelry stores. This is this and this. And to them. This is a way of. Saying, guess what? We're striking back. We're not taking it no more. Right. Not exactly true. From a true leadership standpoint, and this is where, and this is where it gets me when we're constantly having like, you know, like just our different leadership, African-American leadership. I don't think we've, I don't think that I've seen anything from the NAACP. I don't think that I've seen anything from the um, National Urban League. Um, Roland Martin has been speaking out. Um, even President Barack Obama has wrote a letter. I think Bob Johnson has stated this is an opportunity for um, reparations, which I think this, you know, that's a conversation that we could have. But nobody is coming out with a specific plan. Everybody is just saying, let's protest or loot. Right. And there's, And what I'm saying is, is that. I understand the cause, but the amount of time and the amount of energy that are being put into these things just so we could be heard is mind boggling. It's not smart because. I mean, maybe I should say it, not only on my podcast, but maybe I should go on Instagram live and say, hey, you know what? As of tomorrow, go on Facebook live and say, hey, you know what? Look, as of tomorrow, as of today, man, if there's anybody that's out there that can hear me, right? If y'all really want to come up with a plan 
so we can put together and put some things in action that's going to really invoke change. You know what? Talk to me. Because at the end of the day, once this looting shit is over with, once the protesters get tired and once the government starts to intervene, we're going to be looking at a different problem all together. And it could even be compounded. Nobody is saying at this point in time, I mean, it's got to the point now, I guess in the city, they are um, burning black owned businesses. They're burning um, Latino businesses. They're burning Asian businesses. They're burning. It just it's out of control at this point. And we have to say to the people that's frustrated, hey, look, it's time to reel this shit in. Because now we're starting to go backwards and we're hurting other people. We understand that you're frustrated. If you really want to do something. If you really want to do something and and I'm not blaming people for how they feel. If you feel like you need to tear some shit up. You know what? That's fine. Right. Because we all grieve different. And seeing that man die in cold blood, it hits totally different. And trust me, African-American man, African-American woman, um, social activist, okay? I understand and I feel y'all's pain. Okay, we have... We have had leaders from our past. If we really think about this, just from a just from a leadership standpoint, right? We have our community at this point in time is still up under the leadership of people that are not with us today. And God bless their soul. Malcolm X and Martin Luther King are not coming back. Okay. Um, Marcus Garvey are not coming back. Booker T. Washington are not coming back. W.E.B. Du Bois, they're not coming back. These people have passed away. Their legacy still lives with us. They left us a very great blueprint to follow. Because to a certain extent... All of their teachings and learning was almost inspired by race and to empower our African-American community, right? But it's shocking to me that it's 2020 and we are still bound to and not to say that their leadership was wrong but we are still doing the same things to fight a problem that's been going on and in my opinion it was not it was not successful it was not and i think that we need to move on sadly i think that we need to move on from this from this 
from the idea, not even a piece, right? But I think that we need to move on from just the idea of coming together and talking. Right? Because ultimately, when people think of Martin Luther King, that's what they actually think about. A congregation of people that's together that will say we will stand up and we will rise together to go against evil. But. And that's fine. But when but in actuality, though, in today's world. If we apply those things. We could end up being. Targets. For a system that is. That has generations. Of. White supremacy. And. Terrorism. Toward minorities. It just so happens that. These people are actually put into or allowed to be in places of power, meaning a police chief or a sergeant or um, a political figure. And it's entrenched, it's, it's, into, it's, in, it's institutionalized. They are put in a power situation. And to them, looking at us, when we're marching, they already know that they won because they know that they have the power. It's no doubt about it. So, me, myself, personally, I believe that the only, well, not the only way. One of the most effective ways to fight institutionalized racism is not through social justice. It's through economic empowerment and economic opportunity. And here's the reason why. Can you imagine if the Floyd family had generational wealth and his mother or father were worth $50 million from a business that was that had been passed on from generation to generation? He's from Texas. So let's just say um, Houston, to be exact, right? So let's just say, you know what, um, his parents had bought land or had the opportunity to buy land. And when they were. 1930s, just so happened that place had oil on it, liquid gold. And they were they were they were a predominant oil family. Do you think if 
a police officer had choked that man in front of a store, in front of everybody and dragged him out of the car. Do you believe that it would have took them about four days and it was on video? It would have never happened. And here's the reason why, because they would have bought the best attorney that money could buy. They would have been politically connected. They would have got on the phone with the state's attorney or with the attorney general of, of, of Texas and said, hey, look, this is not going to happen to my son. I want somebody to be correlating meetings with the people in, in Minneapolis now. And I mean it. You better protect my son. See, and they would have the financial backing to do that. See, what our problem is, is that we don't understand that money is power. Having strategic alignments with different businesses and different other people in society is power. Right. We we frown upon the rappers for being for having the bling bling culture and doing this and doing this. But, you know, what? at least they are trying to motivate and inspire people to be. I would say financially sound. They're doing a horrible job, but at least they're trying. Right now. People were encouraging other people to say, hey, let's fight back. Let's go to war. We're not going to slow this down. And I tell you this, and here's the reason why we're seeing it now. These grocery stores right now on the south side of Chicago. Has closed up because of the looting. It's pandemonium. It hasn't been, it hasn't been even 24 hours. People need to people need something to eat. They were riding for hours trying to find another grocery store that was open. Here's where an economic mindset would have resolved all of that. If there is one in any major metropolitan area. An African-American owned grocery store. Not a one. So can you imagine the people that's encouraging other people to get out here and start an actual war? Because ultimately, that's what they're saying. We're going to fight back. So guess what? Just think if they say, well, you know what? All the grocery stores are shut down. Where are African-Americans going to eat? What are they going to eat? People are not thinking about that because you want to know why they're taking things like that for granted. Just think about if they just say, well, you know what? Let's just cut off all the water. Where are we going to get water from? It would be pandemonium. You want to know why? Because there's not one majorly owned African-American water company or electric company for the, by the way, that could be, that would be able to provide clean water to the masses or, clean, or, or or electricity 
They're not thinking about that. Now, one thing that I will say, okay, and I have criticism of this man, but I have to give him credit on this. Minister Farrakhan, he does have a, a co-op or some type of agriculture, ag, ag, my country grammar is coming out, farming co-op or agricultural program there in Georgia. He has a lot of acres, right? So when the pandemic started to affect different segments of populations of African-Americans, man, these people were shipping vegetables and still is right now. To me, that's a form of power. Because from an economic standpoint, these people are getting paid, right? And they're getting paid from other African-Americans. And the cycle is going on. And also, they're feeding people good wholesome vegetables, no GMOs. This is all organic food. Right? There's not a lot of people that can say that. We have the Black Farmers Association at this point in time that we could talk about. But even in this situation, where are they? We don't hear from these people. They should be leading our country. They should they should have a, a an actual seat at our table since we know that the food that we're getting is polluted. See, these are the type of things when I'm talking about economic power and how it could levy us against the institutional racism that we're going against. We know that the food that we're getting is unhealthy. Now, now think about this. Now let's get back to the looting and the protesting. All of this energy that's being put into this. You don't think that the Black Farmers Association needs help right now? You don't think that there's other places out here that need volunteers right now that's doing good things for our community? They need it right now. All of this energy could be like, hey, you know what? Hey, look, if you guys are going to really do this, man, there's some places in Tennessee. There's some places in Georgia. There's some places in Texas. There's some places in South Carolina. Man, we need y'all down here, bro. Come down here and get, and, and, and get us in and we're going to look and we're going to look back on y'all family on the back end, bro. That's real power. That's real leadership. Because in the meantime, what are you doing? You're uplifting and helping your fellow man. Or the actual business owner. No one is thinking like this. Why? Because we are being told by our by the hierarchy of our leadership. Hey, look. This is how we fight the problem. Because we're thinking that we want to face them. Physically. And we want them to be heard. We want our voices to be heard. But at the end of the day, guess what? If a voice is spoken and there's no action behind that voice, it's in vain. After the looting is over with, Mr. Floyd is not going to come back.
we still have the same institutionalized white supremacy. Is still alive and thriving. We have our leaders, and we and and and, and I promise y'all, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm, I'm not getting on these people because they are only doing what they've been taught to do. But at some point in time, we really do have to look and say, you know what, y'all, we've been doing this for so long. Why can't we do something different? It even with the CEOs, the CEOs of Target, we see it. They're all greedy. We, 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 uh, um, Popeyes, McDonald's, all of these people really and truly. And this is a damn shame. Really and truly. They're showing us how they feel about us. Oh, the black people are out here. They're looted. Damn it. We spend African-American spin and this country. If we were our own country, we would be in the top 20. As far as I think it's um, spending or our economy would be in the top 20. That's fucking phenomenal. You know what? You damn right. So what if we if we go over there and um, break in a. Breaking a Popeyes though. See, this is on the back end. Do you see how mad I'm getting right now? When we really out here, we really out here spending our money with these people. And you know what they give us? Diabetes. Unfair sentences. High cholesterol. I'm I'm just telling you, this is what we're getting back from our dollar that we spend. Right. None of the CEOs are saying, you know what, we stand with you all. You know what, if our business suffers, we understand that you're our customer and you will make this up with us. None of them are saying that. As long as everybody is hurt, I mean, is safe. Fuck it. Do what you're going to do. We're going to make our money back. None of the companies that came out and said that none of them has even. Thought to say it. And if they were really, really smart. Someone from their multicultural marketing team. Should be speaking on these companies behalf. Because these people are out here. They need we we are we are to the point where we are. And it's almost sad and pathetic. That we want to hear someone from a hierarchy say, you know what? Hey, look, we messed up. It's okay. We're going to get this right. And it's a whole psychological thing. That's why I really don't like participating in this bullshit. It's because it seems as though that we're the same damn people that we are. That, that is excited enslaving us we're looking for them to, to give us an answer fuck them we got to get our answer for our damn self man we don't want this out here that's still dying you see what i'm saying like i 
I don't appreciate the bullshit at all. And I don't appreciate everybody that's out here that's just saying, well, you know what? It's okay. And we still don't have a plan to move forward with year after year. We see this shit year after year. I, I've been trying to tell these people, man, that that shit don't work, bro. And they still got these people out here on these front lines and shit versus just saying, hey, look, instead of us doing this, you know, we're going to do an honor this man. You know what? We're going to go help someone that we need, that we know that's going to uplift us. So the next time this bullshit happen, huh? They can't correlate the two. This needs to be something that's ongoing. Black economics is something that needs to be ongoing. We see right now, I mean, like, look, we're even coming as celebrities to say that they're not doing enough. The fuck you mean? They're celebrities. They're not leaders. I mean, some of them are, but let's keep it real, though. Are you meaning to tell me that really and truly you going to put... And man, much respect to this guy. And, and he's a real dude. I love his music. But do you really think the little baby from Atlanta or Jamie Foxx is in a position to support the African-American community? If you do, you dumb as hell. And no disrespect to neither one of them. Or do you think that, I mean, at this point in time that LeBron James is able to carry us? Hell no. He just as clueless as we is. He just got the money. See, that's what the difference is with his situation. He got the money. So, and he got a platform. So we can see at this point in time how powerful this shit could be. But you know what, though? Man, at this point in time, if y'all out there and y'all looting this shit, and y'all still tearing down businesses and doing all this type shit, what I would say is, is use this energy, man, to help the Black Farmers Association or shit, even the National Bar Association, the Cook County Bar Association. There's a lot of other ways that we can participate and show that we're welcome Or show that to, to flex our power and to flex our muscle. Out of all this shit, out of all, out of everything that's being talked about. Right. Had nobody said, well, you know what? If you really want to learn more about the law. And what needs to happen when you're pulled over. This is how you need to handle yourself. I understand that being Crump or Benjamin Crump is a good lawyer or whatever, X, Y, Z. But you know what? There's other African-American or lawyers associations that need to be out there trying to get in contact with the people. Now, all of this is not the people's fault because they out there uh, uh, um, protesting and rioting. These people need to be an outlet. These associations need to be an outlet to the people. How are the people going to need to know? Or what's going on. And if these associations aren't actually engaging our populations. I'm not going to let their ass get away with that shit anymore. And here's the reason why. Because low key. They. It's been so long since this shit has been going on. There. Not to say that there isn't. 
they're just not visual enough for me. There's a lot of mental health professionals that are becoming a lot more visual. So that way we can start to have a conversation of actually healing. That's that's real power. That's real truth. Right now. African-American mental health professionals need to be out in the streets. Counseling people. Hey, look. What is everybody thinking right now? Versus just saying, you know what? I don't you know what? We've been through so much, which is a natural reaction. Get out here and fuck this shit up. You see what I'm saying? Versus somebody that has the actual education. That has the the proper training. To really get out here and lead the people. But when we go to this protesting thing, we go to these rioting things automatically. It breaks it breaks these things back down and it somewhat immobilizes these people because they don't know what to do, whether they should be on the front lines protesting. Fuck all of that. You have a space here. And you need to be active on a consistent basis. You see what I'm saying? Now, that's something that can that can really happen outside of the economics. But but we have to talk about our actual leadership and what's going on. This is this is what's holding us back. Because once something happens, we automatically go to we automatically. Well, you know what? Let's protest. We're not giving the people and then we lean toward the celebrities and it's just. To me, it could be a big ass mess. We have to start to immobilize and empower the people that's in their positions and say, hey, you know what? This is where you belong and this is where you need to be. And this is what we need to do. I really do appreciate you all tuning in, man. I have so much more to say and so much more to add. And me, myself, personally, I have to step up and be a better leader, you know? Um, because it's just, it's just, it's just me. I can, I can see the issue, but I'm not doing my part as well. So, you know what? That's why I was like, you know what? They're, people are only doing what they think is right. So if, if I consider myself a leader, I also have to understand what my shortcomings are too, because we all have them, man. I like to salute that everybody that's out there, y'all, everybody that's out there. You know what I'm saying? Some people are out there that are confused. You see what I'm saying? They don't understand. And I like to salute them anyway, man. You know what I'm saying? Because at least they're out there trying. Okay. I, I would like to thank you all for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. This is episode four of the Quarantine Lean. Man, protesting, rioting, and looting edition. If anybody wants to get get in contact with me, if y'all want to be a part of my show, man, make no mistake about it. Um, you could get in contact with me at uh, virtualhustle77 at gmail.com, on Twitter at Rome Empire, on Instagram at Virtual Hustle, um, on Facebook at Thorn Media. Man, it was a pleasure for me to actually speak with y'all today. Um, and if y'all have any feedback, right, if y'all want to get at me and get up, man, you know what? I welcome that. But, man, I thank y'all for tuning in. You know what I'm saying? I really do appreciate it. And y'all have a great evening.